Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Can You Believe It? Sit back, relax, and grab the best cream soda you can find and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Cam, You Believe It. Today I have a special guest. He's half the reason I'm here. Welcome, Pastor Dad, Shalon Davis. Hi, son. Thank you for having me on your podcast. This is more nerve-wracking than preaching. <laughs> he sounds like a robot. <laughs> he sounds like he has the corona vaccine like in his engine. <laughs> so, Dad, how was service today? What would you preach about? We had a great service. Tremendous. Uh, I had a message I planned to preach, but the Lord began to move, and I felt like going a different direction. So I actually changed what I was going to preach to something else and preached on Jairus and the desperation he had when his daughter had died. He still went to see Jesus and said, My daughter is dead, but if you'll come lay your hands on her, she shall live. And we had a great service, a faith-building service. Yeah, kind of like how I'm desperate for the PlayStation 5. A little more desperate than that, I hope. <laughs> that's a little bit more important, I believe. Somebody's daughter. I guess um, there's perspective and desperation, but hopefully the church is a little more. I like services like that because I don't have to remember your title because it stresses me out. Yeah, there's no title today, so I guess you did like that one. Yeah, Dad and Plus, preached. I don't have to remember it either. <laughs> Dad preached about uh, blank, 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 blank. I don't know. So, Dad, I'm going to ask you a question since you're, you know, your pastor. I'm going to be like your judge today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grill you. So how much does a pastor make a year? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Between zero and, <laughs> between zero and a million. <laughs> okay, okay. So you're a full-time pastor, yeah? So you're like a cop. Somebody could call you. You go to the hospital pre-corona. Or you could go, like, say if someone got in an accident, you could go drive over there and pray for them if the ambulance ain't there yet. You've done that before. Or right. it's Yeah, you're on call 24-7, 365, uh, really uh, – you know, anytime something like that could happen, thank God it don't happen very often, but it does happen occasionally, you know. So, like, that sounds like a rap song, 24-7-365. Yeah, I'm pretty good on that, too. So, after our <laughs> after my podcast career, we can make a rap album, 24-7-365, starring Shalon Davis. You can wear a do-rag and Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> he carries a Nerf gun instead of a pistol. But, um, so what is the what is the craziest thing you've ever seen happen in church? No, no, like, like somehow, not like spiritual, but like weirdos coming in. Well, I've had quite a few of those, probably not a lot, thank God. <laughs> uh, one lady one time came in and she wanted to, you know, I don't think she was a hundred percent, you know, like emotionally me my, or mentally. Yeah, like me and my math test. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she uh, was wanting to go to the platform. We tried to hold her back and do what we could to keep her from doing that. She got pretty aggressive, but. Uh, that stands out in my mind. And one time there was a service, and some guys came in, one or two gentlemen. And I, I was up preaching, I think, and I think you hauled out, get her done, or <laughs> something like that. So uh, we've had interesting things through the years. Uh, but thank own, God it don't happen very often. I'm your only son, and I haven't heard that story about get her done. Oh, really? Well, uh, I don't know how you missed that. Get her done? What year was this? I don't know. It's been a long time. I'd say <laughs> I'd say seven, ten years ago maybe or something like that. I think we, we should make a plan at the next Youth Congress. That we all stand up and say, get it on, real loud whenever the preacher's preaching. Then we snap rollers. 
get her done, get her done. I don't know if he's trying to get me to hurry up or what, but I think he was maybe under the influence of something. But, uh, you know, you never know. We have occasions we deal with things like people come off the interstate and walk in wanting help or maybe under the influence. We've been very blessed, though, because we've had a few incidents, and that was one that's pretty different. And then the lady trying to get on the platform, uh, you know, but I'm sure there's more besides those two. Uh, but So to the viewers who don't know, uh, our church is – poking out of the interstate pretty much like it pokes out everybody can see it driving past so it's kind of a hit like for people driving by asking for things homeless people but we got a great location but with a great location there comes some cons sometimes like someone asking for a muffler was that it well one time there was a gentleman on a set of tires because uh, it wasn't a muffler <laughs> <laughs> i was way off on that one yeah you missed that a little bit yeah uh, I was a little bit off on that but one. Both, uh, they're all important. Uh, <laughs> but, a muffler. Uh, he, he, uh, he was in the foyer, and we began to talk to him. I said, you know, we can't do that. And he got upset and told me to go somewhere, and it wasn't heaven. Uh, <laughs> Imagine you're the pastor and you get cussed out. Yeah, that was tires. awkward. Uh, and we've had people come through and help. You know, people calling and help with their power bills. We had, you know, we did a lot of things because of our location, which we have a great location. I'm thankful for that. But, but you know, for the most part, we're blessed. It happens occasionally, but not a lot. Kind of goes in spurts. So, do you think that he'd have been really happy if you just hand him some Hot Wheel wheels? Like probably not. Toy, yeah. He expected more. Yeah, and not a McDonald's <laughs> gift card either. Well, we like to actually do those. We like if somebody's hungry, we want to get them food, and uh, we don't like to, you know, obviously hand out cash. Uh, you never know what they're going to do with it. I have done that some, but we typically don't do that much. We try to do something to get them to eat at McDonald's or, you know, something yeah. of that nature. Have you ever had a homeless person reject a gift card? Mm. Very. I don't know if we have actually. Yeah. Some of them, you know, would rather have cash and all of that instead of having a gift card. But most people are fine with that. Usually, you can yeah. judge a little bit of talking to them what their how their motives are and well, I know they're just to you know try to con you or actually really need something. Well, if Bradley Eshry was a homeless person, he definitely wouldn't turn down a Chick Fil A gift card. No, he wouldn't. He's uh, our biggest fan. I don't think I would either, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of a far walk from Grand Bay to... And actually, Popeye's across the highway. I'd soon have their sandwiches, Chick-fil-A anyway. That's another debate for another night. Oh, so now we're in the Chick-fil-A versus uh, Popeye's. Popeye's chicken sandwich debate. Yes, exactly. So which one do you like more? Popeye's. But you don't like spicy, though. I like the classic at Popeye's. To me, it's incredible. Which I like Chick-fil-A sandwiches well, but if I had to choose one, it'd be the Popeye's classic sandwich. I have to I have to agree with Dale on this one. I think that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is way better than Chick-fil-A's. The spicy one, though. I don't like the original. Yeah, you're more spicy uh, into that. Yeah, I'm more hot. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're hotter than I, I am. Kinda... <laughs> Especially playing ball in the summer. Everyone turns off their podcast. Okay, enough. <laughs> I'm tired of this corny stuff. So, like, um, if you had to choose one food to eat for the rest of your life as a pastor... What would you choose to eat? You probably know that. We just <laughs> talked pastor. about it. Fried chicken. <laughs> what does being a pastor have to do with what you eat? Well, I'll be honest with you. If you don't, if you're a preacher, and you don't like fried chicken, I'm not sure you're a preacher. Oh yeah. Because I think that's probably one of the prerequisites <laughs> to be in ministry. It depends. Your anointing comes on how you bite your chicken. Like if you bite it good enough, you're anointed. If you don't, you're yeah. Baptist. I think most <laughs> preachers like fried chicken. Obviously, I do. Uh, it's one of my favorite foods. Uh, not the healthiest, obviously, but I love fried chicken. What if God created it? How you bit your chicken leg? That's what determine what kind of like denomination you'd be. So if you clean the whole chicken leg, you're Pentecostal because you ate all the meat. If you ate half of it, you're Baptist. If you ate one fourth, you're Catholic. 
Yeah. Glad he didn't do that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Someone joked and said that uh, to go up for your license, they may start having you identify the parts of the chicken. Like, what's the leg? What's the wing? And uh, the pieces of chicken, you know, to pass the ministerial license. I, I, I could pass that pretty easy. I still have no idea, like, when you go to a chicken wing restaurant, I have no idea where the drumsticks and where they come from. What part of the chicken is that? That's a question for Bradley Ashley, probably. Chicken wings. We're going to have to get Bradley on this. <laughs> Bradley, you safari. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you hear him clicking real hard. So, Dan, if you were sent to a, another planet and it was your own planet, what would you name it? Sherlock. <laughs> he was expecting a spiritual question. <laughs> if you were sent to Mars, no, I, I don't. I just uh, I don't have any idea. First of all, I'd like to stay on Mother Earth if I could. <laughs> Mother Earth. <laughs> Mother Earth. I like it here pretty well. <laughs> Uh, that's a very interesting question yeah. that I've never had asked in my life. Well, that, that's what the podcast is about. It's about random questions. Yeah, and you're doing a good job. I know job. you're my dad. You're doing you're gonna, really good at it. You're going to get caught, too, with these random questions. Nobody <laughs> sleeps on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Got caught lacking. Uh, <laughs> Do you prefer design? What would you one? name your planet? Oh, my planet? Um... Man, got me there. I didn't. I didn't expect. The there Uno you go. Let me be the moderator, <laughs> son. I didn't expect the Uno reverse card there. Um, How you like the reverse card, Uno? I would name it the the Five Finger Slap Three Thousand. Okay. Yeah. That absolutely makes no sense, but that's fine. <laughs> the Five Finger Slap Three Thousand. Man, oh man. So, what's your favorite color, Dad? I don't know if I've ever even asked you that. Probably blue. Imagine being here for 20 years. I don't even know your favorite color. You didn't know that? No. I do know I broke your finger, though. Or I almost probably blue, I would say. Probably. So, Dad, tell the viewers about how you almost broke your thumb with me. Well, I like to play ball, obviously. And that's one reason you're so good, because I trained you. Yeah. That's what we said on the last <laughs> podcast, ain't it, Bradley? Uh, no hunting or fishing, just basketball and yeah, football. Yeah, we didn't do much hunting and fishing, but I did get him on the ball court. and. He was like basketball. the apostolic LeVar ball. You know what I'm talking about? My son's going to be in the NBA, but in this, my son's going to be a, in a church league or something because, you know, I'm not making the NBA. But we're throwing the football. <laughs> actually, well, it's been probably about – actually, tomorrow night's 10 weeks, if you do the math. When you have a bad injury, you remember the day, the time. It was Monday night, September the 28th, around 1030. <laughs> 10.30. Maybe 10.45. Break down, break down. It was down. too late to be throwing the football tonight, I tell you that. But anyway, we stepped outside. A cool fun had came through, and it had been warm weather up to the end for the most part. And it was real nice weather, really cool that night. And so we stepped out, me and your mother and your sister Delina, and we went out. And I said, Cameron, grab the football. It feels great out here. And actually, you hesitated. Yeah, you I said, said, nah, nah. I like, oh. And I said, man, get it. This is great weather. And I regret those words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got the football. We went out and we threw. Had some family time, all four of us outside, just chilling. The weather was great. And – uh Actually, before I hurt my thumb, we were throwing the football very hard. Yeah, you remember? super hard, like baseball pitchers. We were, man, we were throwing to see who could catch it without dropping it, throwing it hard to each other. If you remember right, I said we need to be careful. One of us is going to hurt our fingers. Did you? Yeah. You said that? Yeah. So one of us is going to jam yeah. our finger or something, and then guess what happened? And what's weird is we didn't hurt it doing that, though. No, we were throwing it hard, too. Yes. Like as hard we, as we could. So we were getting ready to go in. I think Jennifer and uh, Delina went in. Hadn't they? Or they were going in. Yeah. Were they out there? When yeah, they went in. And me and you were getting ready to go in, and he and – I, I kind of know what happened, but I really don't. It was it's happened so fast, but we were throwing it, and he threw it at me, and I reached down kind of low to the ground to try to catch it, and it hit my thumb awkward, and the rest is history, and it hurt tremendous. So, 
what was funny was that the throw that hurt your finger wasn't even the hardest throw. You it was like a average that, throw. That's okay. It's okay. You know, your thumb just got got caught like Yeah, if it had been the hard one, I probably would have been missing my thumb. Yeah. If you had been throwing that hard, you might have broke your wrist. But it hurt tremendous. and I thought you were playing with me when you got hurt. I thought I was joking. Yeah, yeah I, thought I, was, I thought you were joking around. Yeah, you didn't have a whole lot of sympathy, if I remember right. No, I just walked in. I think you kind of went in. Delina, I think, helped look after me. I just you thought, felt bad later. I just thought you were kind of like messing with me because I was like, how did that hurt his finger when we were just chunking it as hard as we could? But it was like the way the ball was. Yeah, it was a perfect hit. And, and it was nighttime. We couldn't see you really. Yeah, was... Anyway, I went to the doctor, went to orthopedic, <laughs> went to therapy for about six weeks, and I'm much better now. But He said, anyway. But well, let's talk about the highlights of the ball. Let's not talk about the injury list. <laughs> well, the highlights is, is dad can throw football close to 50 yards, and he's about to be 51 in February. He can shoot, like, over 60% from three still somehow. I don't understand. Not that high, but thanks, son. If him and Bradley Eshery <laughs> had a three-point basketball shootout, it'd be like Curry and Clay Thompson, and I'd be the referee just watching. A female referee, because I'd look so weak compared to y'all. But uh, <laughs> you can laugh faster. It's okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. That's pretty – Pretty crazy that you can do all that still. Well, I appreciate it, and thankfully I'm able to do it still. I'm just sucking up. So yeah, actually, my dad, your your papa, played full court. He was 50. You still play. So it kind of runs in the genes, I guess. You can still play full court, but yeah, since I, coronavirus, we haven't really yeah, played a lot of full actually, court. Yeah, I'm thankful I'm able to do that. And I've always, you know, as a kid, I played backyard football and basketball, and it's tried to stay active with it, and I'm glad I'm still able to do as much as I can. So, Dad, how long does it take you to make a sermon? Say if you start one from scratch. I'd say typically about two hours. How? That's fast. Well, some you know take longer. Me, once my deal is once I get settled on a title, a thought, and uh, I'm sure some ministers are different. The God's really blessed me as far as the content. Of course, it takes time, but uh, some people that's fast. They they need six hours. Some may need longer than that. But I'd say typically once I get the title and I start going, I'd say about two hours. Okay, yeah. that's crazy. It takes me like six hours to write 350 word paragraph. Essay, I mean. I'm talking about, you know, sit at, the desk, sit at the desk and start and do the computer and the Word, the way I do my process of doing it. I'd say, just say about two hours. Okay. And there's times it's shorter and it could be times it's longer. I'm do just, you ever just want to quit typing your message and get on Instagram? It's okay, uh, well, God's yeah, not going to strike yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, I mean, I, it's I, I okay, God's not going to strike you down. You're human. <laughs> you got flesh. Well, actually, there was no such thing as Instagram uh, up to, how many years ago has Instagram been? About seven, maybe? Eight? No, it's been longer than seven, probably, huh? I, probably much Maybe yeah. ten. So that's came on lately. I uh, I've been preaching over twenty. Yeah. So you had MySpace. No, I didn't. Never had that. But <laughs> I don't know. I was always jealous when I'd see like my friends when I was younger. They had MySpace. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Then when I was old enough to get social media, it disappeared. So I don't even know where yeah. that went. But we need to create an apostolic social media called Shalon Page. You can post all your scriptures and your favorite scriptures and. Yeah. Your highlight videos from you shooting threes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Scriptures and shooting threes, that's quite a contrast, but you know. But thanks anyway. What if you preached at Youth Congress? What would your message title be? Sure. I, actually, I, I'd be – I can't sit here now and say what it would be, actually. I, I'd have to pray and, little music, and try to – Little Musy, Sean. I'm just kidding. Little Dad. <laughs> I said Sean, actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd have to pray so, and, me, and, and get direction and try to figure out what exactly, you know. We'll just wing it, top of your head. Like, a cool title, you think? I hope I got like, quite a few cool titles. <laughs> I would I hope. Know. 
Do you remember any of them, actually, Cameron? Um, I remember. Oh, uh, let's see now, son. <laughs> yeah, I remember one or two. I just did the reverse card again. Well, you see, when, you, when you're when raised. How do you like the reverse card, by the way? <laughs> it's very powerful force. <laughs> it's like a Category 5 hurricane. So, like, the thing about being a pastor, son, is you get, uh, okay, here's one. Give thanks and always be thankful. Thank you, Producer Bradley Usher, for showing me that because I was up a creek with no paddle. Yeah, that's like and two I really weeks need ago. The PlayStation that's real recent. That was a thank- that was a Thanksgiving message like a week and a half ago. If you don't remember that, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you know it's about the spirit more than the message. Like, well, right, for <laughs> I'm sure. I'm in the title. I'm in the title, not the message. <laughs> well, yeah, I ne- you know the, I think the challenge with with a lot of preachers probably in ministry is you want to have a title that people remember and it's challenging to do that time and time again but uh, of course i love catchy titles and i try to and lord's helped me with quite a few but well, i got a good question but the content you. actually is is just important more important than actually the title but yeah that's true but the title kind of sticks with you longer. yeah people remember you know, that if it's like a short catchy one yeah you like short catchy ones yeah it? yeah kind of like you like short titles and long messages or long titles no, and no, short no, no, messages no, long titles and short messages okay i like it when you preach around 20 to 30 minutes that don't have very often, does it? No, 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 no. Once a blue moon. Or <laughs> once a coronavirus, so once every lifetime. So Today wasn't very long, was it? Today was <laughs> about, what, 30 minutes, maybe? No, you did you did short today. Yeah, I only know if you did 30 minutes. But that was like more of a... You were Exhorting? Kind of, you were bringing out points and... Exhortation. Being led, led, by the, led, led by the Spirit. But, uh, but, okay, so like, one question I have is, when you're preaching, what is one thing that gets on your nerves the most that somebody does in the audience? Like... Ringtone, baby crying. I know it sounds bad saying you hate babies crying, but I know we all think it. Or uh, you know, I, like the Lord's idiot. really blessed me with that uh, to help me to try to keep going unless something's really, you know, lasting a while. Quit being so humble. Oh, it's one thing for a, you know for a baby to cry, but if it if it just continues <laughs> to well out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's getting disruptive, that kind of gets you after a little bit. Like if somebody have somebody going is. in and out constantly, that would be a some of a distraction disruption, but. Uh, you know that I've been blessed to try to, you know, keep going and try to preach on. Uh, and if you're really preaching up a storm, and you know somebody's just sitting there, people just ain't responding right. You have to be careful not to let that rub you the wrong way as well. You sound like not clapping. Well, or just not getting weird, or just kind of sitting there. People like making like, you awkward, kind of makes you a little. Well, awkward. yeah, you know, it could if you like you feel like you're up there and just like, some you like know. no one cares or something type of thing. Yeah, but but God's helped me with that as well because you. You know, because God. There's only been one church where I've seen Dad preach at where people didn't get with it, and it was so awkward. But the rest, everywhere he's been, everyone gets with it. We got a great church. We got a very worshiping church. You're a very worshiping church. Yeah. So, uh, who is your hero preacher? Someone you grew up watching. Well, my dad is my hero. Uh, I still, uh, my dad is just his number one. His walk with God and his consecration, and he's a great example and my hero and mentor spiritually. Uh, his memorization of scripture is unbelievable. Anybody that knows my dad, uh, Louis Davis, the bishop, uh, it's just mind-boggling how much he's the God's blessed him with uh, scripture memorization. So number one to be my dad, uh, as far as conference and camp meeting speakers, I guess uh, Wayne Huntley would be. Wayne Huntley. Uh, Brother Wayne Huntley. I love his ministry, his inspirational preaching, his spirit away from the pulpit. Uh, he's approachable and uh, has always been kind to me. He's preached for us, you know, and uh, anytime I see him, we usually talk, uh, usually, and uh, he's just always inspiring, uplifting, and challenging, and motivational in his preaching. There's a lot, there's a lot of Brother Scott Graham, there's a lot of great preachers, but Jerry Jones, you start a list, you know, it's hard to, uh, but I'd have to say, you know, as far as count me conference preacher, that'd be Wayne Huntley, be my. Brother Wayne Huntley seems like the kind of guy who would give the best hugs. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just looks so he, nice. Yeah, he is. He's a great spirit, great person, and you know, you know him. He's been kind to you yeah, and like uh, Delina all through the years. But oh, when he was younger, he's always you know. If somebody was like chasing me, like I was a detective, and they were like coming after me, I'd feel the most safe like around him. Like Thank you. What about like, your dad? Yeah, you're you're you know you're in the last <laughs> place. I'm just kidding. No, I would say my favorite. When you saw I, the thumb hurt my my football hurt <laughs> my thumb, <laughs> and you thought I wasn't too much to protect you anymore. Yeah, whenever that whenever your thumb bent backwards, you thought I wasn't your hero anymore. Slide, I was like, I don't know if you can put on the cape anymore. I lost my Batman up. cape uh, that night. <laughs> you forgot how to iron your mask. <laughs> that football was kryptonite for Superman. <laughs> whenever your thumb uh, went cursive, I decided then that Wayne Huntley was my new protector. He was your new hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I would say Dad number one, Papa two, and Jeff Arnold number three probably. Maybe oh. Brother Scott Graham for Oh yeah, well, they're great like preachers. That. Uh, but Jeff Arnold's a great preacher. I like Brother Jeff Arnold because he's human. Like he. Oh, he is. He, yeah, he's, he's not. Oh, he's so not, he is human. He's not an alien or anything. He's a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like makes you feel like you can laugh when he preaches some. Like, he makes you feel like you're really there. Yeah, he makes me feel like I'm actually there when I'm actually there. It's crazy. I don't know how he does it. No, he can. Yeah, he can throw down when he when he preaches. Remember, you were in that service whenever he died on stage. Yeah, I was there. What was your by. first reaction when that happened? Well, we actually, we were all praying and trying to believe God, but I was just a few feet away. He was pale, like white as a sheet, and uh, it was it was unbelievable. And you know, we could keep praying and trying to intercede and travail for him, and he came to, and it was just powerful being there. Yeah, I remember. I, I think was it was in, 2011, maybe. Yeah, I was in the kids' service in the gym. This is an impact conference in Columbia, Mississippi. And uh, they pulled me in there after, and or it was actually during because that service lasted longer because that happened. And we walked in, everybody was going crazy. And they were like, we just saw a man come back to life. And I was so confused. Yeah, well, it was amazing, just a, something you never forget, really. So was he preaching at he fall? Or was he like I'm trying to preaching? remember. I think he, yeah, he already preached, and uh, I think he was – winding down or toward the end of his message i can't remember I, i'm having trouble remember actually if he'd completely finished and was just sitting there uh but i remember him you know collapsing and everybody gathering around him and tending to him and pray, everybody starting to pray and i saw how white he was it, it was colored like drained out of his body most of his color and then, and we kept praying to believe in god and uh and he came around and just came back it was just it was amazing that's crazy yeah, I remember watching some YouTube videos about it, and it didn't really show where he died. Like, it just showed him preaching. He kept saying he felt dizzy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. He may have been still holding the mic and just got real weak, or he just finished preaching. I haven't trouble him exactly. Like, I'm dizzy, yeah. but sit down and keep preaching. And it, that's unusual for him to say that. Like, I'm dizzy. Yeah. Or, oh, for sure. But maybe my nursing classes coming up will teach me some things to look for. Like, look, like, uh, look for in a person whenever they're about to have a, a stroke or a, a medical condition happen. Yeah. A medical condition. That well, sometimes, you know, obviously things condition. can happen to a person, their health and their body, a uh, multitude of things. But, but I remember his color being real pale there. Yeah, I think he was a little pale maybe before he did that. And then, of course, it just really went out when he collapsed. Yeah, that's crazy. That's really crazy. So when did you feel called to preach? How old were you? Well, that's very interesting as well because I always kind of felt like God had something for me. But I kind of just, in a way, uh, just kept kind of rolling with life and wasn't sure. Uh, but I really felt like he had something for me and had different preachers speaking in my life and tell me they felt like God was calling me, going to use me. But I was somewhat of a late bloomer with it. Not nearly as late as my dad, but uh, I was later than some uh, in my mid-20s, a little past my mid-20s. But... Uh, 
Wait. I just felt like it was hard to get away from. When it's there, you can't you can't ever really get away from it. You uh, said mid twenties. Yeah. You said that's late. That's late. Oh man, that's late for, well, my knuckles and writing my notes down. <laughs> no, some guys you know go to Bible school at eighteen twenty. They come out preaching then. I'm talking. Some start preaching at seventeen. Whatever. I was uh you know like twenty six, twenty seven. Say if I mean that's not like my, your your grandfather uh, had five kids working a job, and God began to deal with him. He had played different roles in churches. He was youth leader and did he was very active in ministry. My dad, and uh, he was working a job, had a great job, had bought a new home, had acres of land, had a horse, horse. And everything. And God began to deal with him, and he was like thirty six or seven. So I was like ten years ahead of him. And didn't he have a heart? He had something like Melika Van actually on a job. Uh, and he told God if that's if he was trying to get him to preach, and he said he would do whatever God wanted him to do. And from that moment on, it, I went long after that. A gentleman came and knocked on my dad's door about a church, and my dad has been full-time ministry since then, and he's 86 now. That's crazy to me how God used something that was painful to Papa's flesh, but it led to him fulfilling his calling yes and sometimes god will take you through some painful things in order for you to fulfill your calling sometimes in life right I see wow did idea. i just preach on my own podcast that was good. <laughs> dad take notes i'm preaching tonight that was excellent but yes give you me your ties you received the past month <laughs> but he was very uh he's very <laughs> blessed to uh you know that got his attention kind of like a wake-up call and i've said before you know wake-up calls aren't comfortable uh, but they serve a purpose, like an alarm clock. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So, uh, but but he had felt some things, and God had used it. But but that was really the the ultimate that led him into the ministry. And and uh, you know, I had men, uh, you know, that spoke in my life. Felt like you know, God's got something for you. You know, you gonna be. I've had people tell you you're gonna be a preacher yeah. one day. You know, and I felt that I it was a nudge. I felt like I never could totally get away from it. I worked public jobs and things of that nature. But uh, but finally, I just yielded to it. And God opened great doors and blessed me tremendous. That's awesome. And now more life is better than it's ever been. It keeps going up. Maybe one day we'll be getting a new sanctuary or a life center. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? When yes, God's God in it. Us. That's awesome. There's no limit when God is in it. I preached that the other night. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, I act like I do for the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no limit when God is in it. So say you're say you're a Bible college like football coach. Remember speaking hypothetically here because there's no Bible college football team. But maybe it's somewhere else. But say – Okay, say you're my dad, actually, because you are my dad. And yeah, say a yeah. football coach. Or, let's say I'm your let's, dad because I am your dad. <laughs> say a Bible quizzing coach from IBC, a Bible quizzing coach from TBC, Texas Bible College, or a Bible quizzing coach from Urshan came up to me and were like, give me offers. Which college would you want me to go to? Out of Urshan, IBC? Well, and, I, that's very challenging, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I think all three would be a good – place for you uh i think and i think yeah. i would take my talent i urshan well I, I think i think all three would be fine of course i i would i guess us being a close family i would like the tbc because you'd be closer to home uh you sure because it's, of the close proximity you it's know closer than uh yeah because texas is pretty big yeah texas would be closer i think than uh urshan would be st louis which is about 11 or 12 hours and Indianapolis is about 12 hours, but the only thing is, uh, you know, it'd have to be something you felt, and, you, you know, of course, I'd, I'd let you play a major role in that decision, which one you want to Bible quiz for. My, <laughs> I'll be the football Bible quizzer. Will, but they're all three, I'm we'll, sure, great we'll drop, institutions. We'll drop the spiritual things. Of spiritual higher learning. We'll, we'll stop the spiritual things, and we'll just create the first uh, apostolic Bible college basketball team. And our sneakers will have Bible scriptures on them. Okay. Yeah. 
And whoever scriptures the best, they can dunk the best and shoot the best, and it goes down the list. And that's how we're gonna work that. And oh, really? I'll be the starting point guard, and you can be the coach. Well, thank you, son. And instead of yelling at the players, you quote scriptures loud, and it makes us get better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good movie. We should invest in that. Or a T-shirt. I can already see the title of this podcast: Apostolic Bible College Basketball. Well, okay. Interesting. So, Bradley, what time are we on right now? 20, 23 minutes? S- whatever. I can't read fingers. So, I think he said 28. 28 minutes. Okay. Dad can read fingers. I can't. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point in my ministry uh, yet. <laughs> I need to take a reading finger class if I ever go to Bible college. I need to invest in that. Yeah. So, thank you, Dad, for joining me. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Well, I uh, thank you for having me on this podcast, and uh, you're a great son, <laughs> and uh, I'm proud of you spiritually. Yeah, no. And I know we joke a lot, but we, I'm proud of you, and you and Delina, and, and... Well, I have an awesome family that inspires me to do better, so that's a huge blessing, and I don't take it for granted. And thank you for joining this, and hopefully after all this sucking up I've been doing to you, you'll give me the PlayStation 5. But thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks for we need to do me. a count on how many times I've said PlayStation Five in this podcast. So is this like, Christmas is coming? Is this like your podcast or is it a Pentecostal podcast? It's like both. It's my show, but it's like based off of everything. Yeah, like we can have Pentecostals, we can have Catholics, Baptists, atheists. You can have anybody you want here. This is a free. I'm just kidding. But it's, it's like a Pentecostal. I like the cam. You believe it. Cam, you cam, you believe it. I like that. Yeah, Lena. I love catchy. By the way, I love catchy sayings and slogans. Oh, yeah. If you've never noticed in my preaching side. Like more to life. If the fish ain't biting, I'm fishing. Yeah. I'm fishing. If the fish ain't biting, I'm biting. Yes. I if love, the fish ain't biting, I'm fishing. I love <laughs> quotes and sayings. And so I noticed that, Cam, you believe it. I thought that was catchy. Yeah. Delina, I don't know how she came up with that. I was like, what do you think about these titles? I started naming some some podcast titles I was thinking or show titles or whatever is the best word for that. And I named like three or four. And she's like, no. And she just sat there and she's like, I like this one. And she said, Cam, you believe it. I was like, actually, that's really catchy. I like that. Very catchy. And also another fun fact is Delina helped design the artwork behind the podcast. So Delina's like my second producer almost, and Bradley's the main producer. And shout out to Bradley Eshery for, oh, for sure. helping behind the scenes with the mics, the laptop, the mixer, the He's, in, he's great. He's in He's a great man and such a blessing to our church. Not just your podcast, but our church. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now my podcast is more important. <laughs> no, he is. I'm just He's... kidding. Could you imagine if I was that selfish? So, uh, I want to have Sammy Sherrill on this one. You then, think I should Sherrill? adopt Bradley Eshery's mother, son? Yeah, I'll, we can trade places. Well, I'd like to have you both. Well, I want to trade places if I can have his knowledge. Would you rather him be your older brother or your younger brother? Uh, my older brother, so he could beat me up. Yeah, well, he's uh, your older. Yeah, he could be your older brother. I've always wanted an older brother to beat me up when I was younger. Yeah, well, well you could have that if I adopt him. Yeah. Wow, I'm not it's sure. It's not too late. He might be <laughs> married by the time you adopt him. So I have an older sister too. Well, her name's Davis. Wait, already. no, that'd be weird. Yeah, her name's Davis Taylor. Taylor that, Davis. Yeah, so she ain't got to change her name if we take her in. Yeah, we better start building more rooms. <laughs> like the Duggars. <laughs> we get sued again. Okay, well. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the uh, some of the reviews you all gave us on the first episode. And I'm hoping we can get some more guests on this thing. I'm hoping Brother Sammy Sherrill can get on this and Brother Michael Thomas. And, you know, we're going to shoot far. We're going to say Brother Victor Jackson, Brother James Wilson. We're going to get all kind of people. Maybe even the superintendent one day. We're going to be the best.
<laughs> Start getting cocky. We're going to be the best podcasters God ever created. Ain't that right, Bradley? Click twice if you agree. Click twice. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening, and can you believe it? <laughs>